is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Break. We're going to... Start off this show talking just a little bit about the Eagles since we talked about it yesterday. Mm. They end up winning 34-27 at Green Bay. What do you guys think of that game? I really thought I was going to be right for a minute there, but I wasn't. Packers lost. But I'm pulling a Mickey right now. We were right. <laughs> <laughs> we were right. Well... I, f- I feel the- I feel right too. Like I, I said, no, like said even it, if the Eagles were to lose that game, they're going to get it together, and they certainly looked like they kind of found their stride a little bit last night. Yeah, I you know as the game was going on, and I actually put this on Twitter, but um, I've thought that this game against the Saints has gotten even bigger because I really feel like this is the biggest challenge that they've got here in the, in the, in the next few weeks because. I know they have Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers don't scare any. Shouldn't scare anyone really with what they they were throwing out there, especially what happened at the end of the game. So I just thought that the Saints game got even bigger in my mind because I looked at the Eagles and and the and the Packers and said the Cowboys should be able to beat both of these teams because they are better than both those teams. Doesn't mean it'll ha- it'll happen. But they should. I mean, I saw you say that last night, and I didn't want to get into a Twitter back and forth, especially since we're on a show together. But I don't don't necessarily buy that. I mean, I am curious. Devontae Adams hurt his toe. Maybe he won't be able to go against the Cowboys next week. But that's big if that happens. It's the NFL. It's a great quarterback who's got a history of beating the Cowboys. Like, I, I like that's it's and it's fun. You know, it's fun to be on Twitter and talking to people about games as they're right. happening. But everybody last night was like, well, the Cowboys are just going to be able to do whatever they want against both of these teams. And like, uh, that's not how the NFL works. You, you spend a week game planning for your opponent. You figure out what yeah. they don't do well. And it's not as easy as saying, no, Zeke's going to run for 500 yeah. yards. You don't always win games just because you're the better. That's true. No, I, I know that. And, but I do think that Aaron, Rod- and Aaron Rodgers will give the Packers a chance to win any game, especially against the Cowboys. But when you don't run the football and you don't stop the run, those yeah. are the two, you know, line one and then line two yeah. in football, and they can't do either one right now. So that's why I think the Cowboys should, should be able to win that game. Not looking ahead, just saying that, this looks like the biggest challenge still with the Saints, and I think that they are the better team than the Packers and probably the Eagles. I, I will say because you know I'm I, I'm very aware of this. Like people think I'm a downer. Think the Cowboys are better than all of the teams on the schedule until the bye week. Right now, in turn, like who's available, what their plan like. <laughs> it looks like they're not better than the bye. No, I just mean, I mean well. That's, what's after the bye? That's as honestly, oh, you, you're not looking that far. You're I, saying that's right as now. far as I'm willing to look at. It's a little I mean, break. They yeah. got. They got. Well, the even Giants when after when you bye. start getting to that point in the season, that's when it start getting tougher sure. and tougher. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, we we can afford to look ahead. We're not the team. You got. <laughs> this is going to be a tough game against the Saints, but it's winnable. Tough game against the Packers, but it's winnable. You should beat the Jets. Mm-hmm. They look like garbage, and I don't think Darnold will be back. And then you got the Eagles, and you never know what's going to happen you in a division know. game, yeah. but. 
I like their odds in all of those games. I'm not saying they're going to win them all, but yeah. I like their chances of winning all of those games. All right, well, let's try to figure out who they might not have available for this Sunday. Bringing the focus back in. Zach Martin, Week we talked four. about him yesterday. It turns out that he did not practice. He didn't practice yesterday. So he's, he's, back today. Today? he's back today. He's back today. Every Jones says they think he's going to play. He's, Steven said it. Jerry said it. He actually, Chris Jones probably will say it. This is a classic case of we only get to see 15 minutes because, you know, I said, well, it's weird he practiced Wednesday and didn't practice Thursday. He left practice Wednesday. He didn't finish it because his back was bothering him. So they gave him the day off. He's back today. And again, we've said it 15 times. Like, he's going to be managing this mm-hmm. probably all season, but he's an all pro. He's a super tough dude. Uh, they'll get him right by hook or by crook, but oh. he'll, he'll be out there. Don't bring a hooker there. No. Oh, come uh, on. That's what you said. It's an expression. <laughs> come on. He doesn't need that. Or he needs to focus. Crook. Oh, my God. Stop focus it. Focus in the game. Stop okay? it. Okay, bring I'm not back. even Amari Cooper this. was so, there. Cooper was out there. Cooper's out there. Foot is doing okay. He's fine. Can handle the game. Uh, and, and Xavier Woods is out there, too, which, again, three straight days of practice. I think he's going to play. Which is a testament to him. Like you know, he just hurt his ankle two weeks, less than two weeks ago. I'll start Brandon Knight. So, well, let's the obvious. The obvious three are Michael Gallup, Tyrone Crawford, and Antoine Woods. They haven't practiced. Yeah. They're not going to play. Forget about it. Brandon Knight, I Four. think, is another good guess. Adam Redmond is another good guess. Uh, is is he? If Zach Martin is kind of banged up a little bit, you have Joe Looney and Xavier Suafilo. I mean, there. you have. Yeah. Depth I'm good options. with that. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. So five. Donovan Wilson. Okay. Well, so I think Luke Gifford probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah you're, you're not going to throw him into a game when, no. you know, three days after he comes back. I talked to him yesterday and he said his whole family's coming in to watch the Packer game and he's hoping that it's his debut. He does not think yeah. he'll play this week. I don't think he will either. Um, and then, okay. So then you've got three. I think you have three options uh, Donovan Wilson, Kayvon Frazier, Cedric Wilson. Ooh. Um, Kayvon is, was limited yesterday. His Achilles is bothering him. Jason Garrett said they're keeping an eye on it, but he was out there today, and he was in the gunner spot on the punt team, which, mm-hmm. like, yeah, a guy with a bad Achilles, maybe you wouldn't have him at gunner. So uh, I think he'll be up. Yeah, and with Tavon, coming, Tavon Austin coming back, but he's still not your outside receiver like you want. So if something were to happen to, let's say, Devin Smith, yeah, I mean, you have Cobb or Tavon or Cedric Wilson. I think Wilson's probably a better option. And there. he was also fielding punts during special teams today, which Donovan. Donovan, I just if I had to guess, I think maybe he's a healthy scratch. Yep, um, that's, that's seven. Yeah, that's easy. That would be my guess. I think that's this was a pretty good week yeah. to figure that yeah. one out. It helps when you have three or four injured guys, and yeah, like injuries aren't good, but in terms of figuring out the inactives, they help. Yep. All right. Well. Um, I don't even know when we should take a break. We're not right now. I'll go ahead and start asking you guys some questions. I like taking this moment to get into questions from the fans, yeah. give them the chance to... You pay more attention to the fans than Derek does. Don't I, tell him I, I said that. <laughs> I try to. Um, you know, there were, I see some people asking about Tristan Hill and what's going to happen there with the D-line and how confident you guys feel with based on what we saw last game against the Dolphin? Um, I think that 
I think it was Stephen Jones that said it. You know, he just got his feet wet. And that's probably a good way to say it. I mean, he did. He got out there. He made a couple of nice plays, but not great plays. Uh, you know, wasn't the best competition. Didn't do a whole lot in the second half. But, I mean, just, just got out there. Just learning how this thing works. Um, he hasn't been spectacular in training camp or anything like that. He hasn't done any wild, wild moments. So, he just got to keep getting better. And, I mean... I think it's a good opportunity for him right now with Antoine Woods banged up because as soon as Woods comes back, I think he's inactive again. So with his second game and then um, Robert Quinn's second game playing, yeah. are you expecting some kind of improvement there in the D-line and, and pressuring more the quarterback? I think this is a big opportunity. Not This isn't Tristan Hill specific, but I think it's a big opportunity for the, for the defensive tackles because I think... I think the Saints' whole defense or offensive line is good, but if I was going to attack them, I would want to attack them right up the middle because I think Eric McCoy is a really good player. They drafted him high, but he's a rookie and playing, you know, four games into his season. And then you got Larry Warford, who he's been good at times, but I mean, if I had to pick a weak, weak link on the Saints' offensive line, it would probably be him. So you know, you think Malik Collins, Tristan Hill, Christian Covington, if you can get something going there, I like the idea of pushing the pocket back on Teddy Bridgewater. Broadus thinks the Cowboys are going to blitz a lot to affect him, which that would be intriguing. Again, maybe, you know, Jay, you talk about Jalen Smith rushing more. Maybe he can do that up the middle. But the scary part about that to me is when you blitz and you think that, that um, I want to say Sproles, when you say that um, Kamara. Yeah. Camara, Camara, Camara. I just read the it pronunciation. Is? It's Camara. I know. When, like my instinct is to say Camara, but that's not yeah, right. It's Camara, and as soon as you blitz and you think he's in there to protect, and all of a sudden they dump it over everyone's head, and now he's got space. His his thirty two yard that's touchdown scary. on the screen, scary. which I think there there was like less than a minute in the first half, and the Saints were on like the thirty two, and Seattle brought like a cover zero blitz. And Kamara scored on the screen. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you will probably be able to hold them to a field goal if you just play something a little more vanilla. Like, why are you going to sell out like that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, maybe be careful with that because if you send your linebackers and Kamara, Kamara gets his hands on the ball, you <laughs> might be in trouble. Right. It I, like I agree, but just think Camaro. Camaro. Hey, yeah. Makes it easy, right? Fast. Welcome to the show. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, aside. Huh? You done? With what? Cupcake? I oh. thought you were eating a cupcake when hey, I left. Hey, Nick. I did. You know, people keep complaining about the shows being 45 minutes. Mm. <laughs> I see them on Twitter just complaining about it, and you're over here asking mm. about cupcakes. Keep them on track, so, AG. So, let's get back into the I was the here on time. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Are you coming in on me? You, yeah. Well, both of y'all, right. really. Aside from the hostile environment that we talked about... <laughs> In here, the hostile environment of the studio in or the New Orleans, in, her, in the Superdome. Aside okay. from that, did, wait, did you on that? Have you guys seen that article that I just saw it this morning? There was an article saying that from some ticket data that's been around that they've been able to evaluate, they suspect that it will be a 50 percent, 50 percent Cowboys to Saints fans. I did in the stadium. Did you see that article? I figure that out. I saw, not I'm not sure. I didn't read it. the whole article, but I I'm saw that. I, it, I saw that article. I haven't had a chance to read it. I, there will be Cowboys fans yeah. there. Yeah. There are Cowboys fans everywhere. But 50-50, that's, there's no that way. Was no, part, that there's was no way. Really strange. I mean, there's not a snowball's chance like, in hell. And, and how do you even calculate that? 
Well, I would assume, it, like, I would oh, assume a bunch maybe... of people in Texas bought tickets. Guess what? Yeah. There's Saints fans all over Texas. Yeah. Get it. I get it. I'm, I'm just saying it was interesting to me. I don't it know the validity of the article, but it, it, did, it did raise my, okay. my interest. And, and also, because you guys do this almost every week, don't come up to, to me two hours before kickoff or an hour before kickoff and go, look, look, because <laughs> Cowboy fans will show up early. We know we know the visiting team always shows up early, and it looks like they're making some noise there. Yeah. And then by the Rams game, we really thought it was going to be 50-50 in the, in the divisional round. And, yeah. and it was kickoff. It was like, oh, my God. And then by the time, it, I mean, it was probably more of a 70-30. Cowboys fans, maybe. if you're a Cowboys fan Washington, going... Washington, though, was legit. That was no, still... And yeah, that's, that's, that was still that's always like that. Yeah. Washington fans hate their team. And there's also a lot of maybe Cowboys fans so. out there. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> but Cowboys fans that go on the road, usually... I mean, I know there's people that go to a lot of road games, but typically it's like it's your one chance a year or maybe in your life to see the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You're going to go early. You want to see your favorite players warming you're gonna up. You're going to wear your jersey. Yep. Saints fans are going to hang out in the concourses and drink until they absolutely have to be Or there. outside. Or, no, that's what I mean. No, they're going to be, yeah. you know, the plazas and the square and the streets, and there's no open container laws in New Orleans, so you can drink wherever the hell you want to. How'd you so, make it out of there? Took, I don't know how kids are raised to make it toll. out of there. It took a toll. <laughs> but it was fun. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want each and every one of you to tell me what will be the toughest challenge that the Cowboys will face against the Saints. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeardealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to today back to the break welcome back all right we talked about host hostile environment there that's gonna happen regardless of them having 50 50 fans at the stadium Derek biggest challenge that the Cowboys will face Kamara no doubt it'll be Alvin Kamara how are you trying to stop him 
<laughs> we talked about Give it. Give him the D Law answer. Did you hear that this week? No, what did yeah. D Law say? He did, this week or last year when he said choke no, him out? No, no, no. This week. How do you stop Alvin Kamara? Kamara and he was like, hit him. Like before they even, like, how do you stop? He's a hit him. Tackle him, yeah. Punch him. That sounds like swarm. I mean, just you, you know, know. But I will say this, and you, I think it was you, Dave, that mentioned this from the game that they played last week. If they would actually, if the Seattle Seahawks would have tackled him on first contact, he would have had a very normal. day. It would have been a very normal day, and it does make me wonder <laughs> if you want to talk about what the Cowboys can do to limit him. Tackle him if you can yeah. get him down when you first contact him. I think you make a big now. That's easier said than done. Well, they've he been is a, having struggles they with tackles. Right. He's been very good. If they right. just guarded him. He is, he's him. really elusive, and and he's got some power. But they but, have done it. Right. And they were so, and it wasn't just the Saints game. Like last year, they were so good at like, you know, let Leighton Vander Esch makes first contact, and before he can even regain his footing, there's like four guys on top of him. Like they were gang tackling machines last year, hitting him in the head. Well, I mean, yeah. The fact that, I mean, I would that, look the at, fact that that didn't get flagged, the Jalen hit on him is still kind of amazing yeah, to me. Yeah. But I would look at that. Time. I would just look at that as, you know, I would dedicate as many resources as I needed to to stop Kamara, um, even if that meant Michael Michael Thomas goes off a little bit because Michael Thomas, the kind of receiver he is, he's not going to be one that's going fifty yards for touchdowns. If he has ten catches. And all those catches are an average of seven, eight yards per catch. I think I'm still okay with that if Kamara doesn't get off, right? If, so that's really that would be my focus. As if I were coordinating the defense, I'm going to stop Kamara first and foremost, and I'm going to make Bridgewater beat me. And even if he uses Michael Thomas, I still think that's not going to be enough to keep up with the points I'll produce. If Michael Thomas has like 90 yards or less, and and then I th- I think that's a good thing. Like I'm well, obviously, but yeah, like if you can hold him to even like a 100 yard day, but Kamara doesn't do his thing, I think that's fine. Yeah, you win that game probably. Probably, as long All as right. your offense plays like it's been playing. I should Which, say that one's yeah. gonna be really tough right. to do. What would be the next one that I, you? Would I would say, say winning the coin toss will, will be important. It really will be. I'm not joking because I think the first quarter is important. You always I, take that very serious. Well, I, I think in this case, winning the I think you got to get off to a good start. I think if they can get play defense first, that will help. Um, anything that that will get the the Saints crowd going. I, I'm not buying the fifty fifty. I mean, I think it, even if it is, I. Never mind. I, I think I think it's a tough place to play, and I think that the Cowboys uh, need to get out early. That's just the only re- recipe I've ever seen for them going into the Superdome and winning was punch them in the mouth, and that's what they did. And I think that they need to do that early. So survive the first quarter, make Bridgewater be a real quarterback, and go, have to go and sling it around. I really didn't mean that in a bad way. I just mean for him to have to go and and, and throw the ball and and not play as easy as a game as he was able to play last week. I worry about not playing this game cleanly, partially because of the atmosphere. Part, I mean, you're on the road, partially because it's a good team. But like we've, we, you kind of seen it in spurts through the first three weeks, and they've been able to overcome it because they're so much better. But you know, a Connor Williams holding flag calls back a 70-yard touchdown. Yeah. Zach Martin's been flagged for holding twice. Uh, I think it was both in the Giants game, but twice this year. Um, Connor Williams gets bullied by Deron Payne, and Dak throws an interception in the first quarter on the road. That kind of stuff can kill you, especially I mean, against a better team too. And we haven't seen a time. It hasn't happened a ton, but it's never good when you're behind the chains and holding penalties, false starts, all that type of stuff will do that to you. 
I worry about that, especially you know in the first half when the the crowd is at its peak of emotion and all that stuff. Um, I'll be you interested know, to see how cleanly they right. can play like, that. I have forgotten, or I wasn't thinking about penalties and stuff, but they've been getting some. But I think it, it kind of you makes you forget about it because they've been winning games yeah. the way that they have. I mean, but when they, you look at games, they do make they, those mistakes. You know, they get the, the the Cobb touchdown called back, and they go downfield in three plays and score anyway, and you're like, oh, yeah. cool. Like, But in a normal game against a really good team, you punt that series, and it winds up in Nick's you know, five plays to remember <laughs> where you're like, this is where the game swung. This is right. where it all went wrong. Uh, so they they can't afford to make those kind of mistakes. And I don't mean to – obviously, the Saints have great players. Like, there's other stuff they're going to be challenged yeah. by. I think Lyle Collins versus Cam Jordan is must-see TV. But you got that working against you, and it's a little bit troubling because we've seen them get into those types of holes at times. Can I throw this out real quick? Yeah. I uh, went back to look up that article. It was uh, The study was done by <clears throat> excuse me, Vivid Seats, mm-hmm. and they do this for a lot of college and pro games. And supposedly they're pretty accurate. And Nick, what did you say was the percentage Cowboys fans at the Cowboys Rams game? I thought, but you know, by the end of yeah. the game, I thought like seventy thirty. Last year, they predicted it would be thirty percent Cowboys fans at that Rams game, based upon the data that they look at. Seems like they were pretty accurate. Yeah. And they say they're based on this article. They're pretty accurate with a lot of these projections because they do it based upon one of the factors is location where the tickets are bought but there are other data points that help normalize that a little bit because you are dealing with sometimes fan bases that'll travel and and i could see i could see the i could see cowboys fans getting up to 30 percent because the cowboys are really good so you want to go it's a fun road trip Mm -hmm. so there's that and then there's also a lot of cowboys fans living in louisiana so like i could see it being a hefty amount but 50 50 is a little hard to believe i agree i agree but i it just does i mean the whole thing just does give me something like that's that that would be re- that would be a story of the game if you get 50 50 in that place that's considered yeah. by most accounts in the nfl as one of the toughest places to go in and play to get a 50 50 split in a building like that even to get a 40 60 split in a building like that i think is remarkable america's yeah. team baby all right well speaking of 50 50 50. Let's figure out what the Cowboys are going to do with the running backs this week. You got Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Fans are asking, what are y'all's expectations? How do you think that the Cowboys will utilize them both this weekend? I I really think there's too much being made of this because, um, like I said last week, I mean, in the first half of that game, it was 13 to 2 Zeke. And what the, he gets, uh, Pollard gets like every three series. And and they and they carry that into the third quarter, which, you know that that's a little bit different. But I still think that it's this is not a if, if the cowboy if that game would have been close, I think Zeke would have been in there a lot more. So I agree. Although I actually you know especially because Michael Gallup's not going to be part of this. Somebody yesterday accused me of throwing shade at Devin Smith and Randall Cobb. That's not my intention, but I just I like this matchup a lot better if you have two dynamic receivers. I know Cobb had a long touchdown call back. We, since the opener, we haven't seen them taking advantage of him as much as I would prefer. That would be great if they could get him going. But I actually, to counteract not having Gallup, I'd love to see them utilize Pollard more in the passing game. Yeah, uh, you know, even if it's just simple stuff like screens and swing passes. But he clearly has the speed to do something with that, and it would be easy completions for Dak in this situation. I know it was mentioned on the broadcast last night, but how how much do you think Green Bay missed Cobb last night? Just yeah. just having a guy, especially around the goal line and all that, you know, because if you're absolutely gonna not run the ball, 
he's a guy that you would like to have, you know, working <laughs> work in the middle there. We talked a little bit about it in the yeah. in the first part of the show. And I think he is I mean, he's on the verge of breaking out. Like he uh I wrote about this in my column this week. Like he's had five catches for hundred and twenty yards and a touchdown called back over the last two weeks. Mm. How much better would his stats look if if that hadn't happened? So you know, we talked about their linebackers are susceptible to play action. This could be a big spot. For, I would love to see that. I think he's so valuable and dangerous. I'd love to see him have an increased role this week. What do the Cowboys need to do? And you guys probably won't really have an answer to this, but get some interceptions. Get <laughs> some turnovers in Catch this the ball. game. That's they've exactly had, they've what, had opportunities. That's exactly what uh, I Chris asked Richard Chris Richard that yesterday. Oh, I, was like, that, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I know this is a hard thing to answer, but like, what do you coach these guys? Because, uh, I mean, if there was a coaching point to do it, then you would do it. And he was like, just... Just catch the ball. And he, he was like, he's like, Xavier's going to be mad at me. But the one in Washington, I mean, just catch the ball. the ball. I mean, you just have like, you're going to get one to three opportunities at that per game. So, and you just have to cash in on it. That is if okay. That we're much, watching I mean, the highlights. That's I mean, it's, it's, and it's so upsetting because they're always like so close to see, getting it. I was going to say you, about Jeff Heath is that against Washington, he's thinking. He's looking at the defender. He's not even looking at the ball, and he gets hit in the head. And then last week, he's looking at the ball, and he gets Alan Hearns in the head. What's this? That was Cheeto's pick from last that's season. That's our last pick. Yeah. <laughs> it was. You're right. Yeah. But well, that's no playoffs. Catch the ball. I don't remember. Did they get one against the Seahawks? I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember. They not against the Rams. Catch, catch the ball. You're going you're gonna to get an opportunity or two. You just have to. You have to. All right. Well, let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll get into game day predictions, okay? Cool. You cool? Love you it. Cool. Good? All right. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... It's right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score, September 2018. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. 
All right, welcome back to the break. I'm giving Nick a second for him to get his stuff ready to go. All right, all right, all right. I do want to. I want to promote this. Nice we've done a lot of free. We've done a lot of tickets, free to play. Let's also talk about the Cowboys Hour. So every Monday at the Omni Frisco Hotel right here. Um, it's at Neighborhood Services at the Omni uh, Frisco Hotel. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour presented by Albertsons. Monday, September 30th, Brad Champ, Kevin Turner, Taylor Stern. They sit down with Xavier Suofilo and LP Latasar. Mm. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com. I don't think I've ever you heard LP's on. voice. Ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't doesn't happen. He's usually often. eating a cookie like when he walks by. Yeah, he likes his. But you know, LP Latasar. I was looking at the Cowboys pronunciation guide. I would think most of the guys here that reading the pronunciation, we don't say it right, anyways. Really? Yeah. I mean, do, do you say how do you say LP's last name? Latticer. Latticer. Yeah, I Latticer. guess. Yeah, I'll say Latticer. But it's Latticer. How about um, Suofilo and Woods? Oh, the, I I get Xavier, that right. You get that right. Yes. It, you told me it's Xavier, Xavier for, Woods right. and Xavier Suofilo. You get that they right. Pronounce okay. it differently. All right. What about what about the right tackle, Collins? I that's that's wrong. Like I know it says Lyle, it's Lyle. Like you just let it roll off your tongue. Lyle, not like Lyle. Like and what are you saying, Lyle? Lyle. What well, we what we say, Lyle. Yeah, but okay. it, it says need a little here, bit of a pause. Lyle. Yeah. Okay. Lyle. Sorry more. to kill your fun. No, one more. I'm sorry. Twenty four. <laughs> I want to get into game day predictions. Uh, Cheeto Bay. Cheeto Bay. Awuze. That's not Awuzie? what they say. They say Awuze. No, it's a, no, a you gotta. It's, I'm, the, the phonetic things are a little misleading sometimes. It's a woozie. <laughs> yes, a woozie. Let it flow together okay. as much as you can. Can I go talk to Scott Agelneck afterwards? <laughs> I will do that. Can I make a quick statement though, too, real quick for you guys out there that want to play free to play? The questions are out there now, so if you want to play it, go jump on the app right now. You should be able to find it. You'll go to the more button down at the bottom right when you get in the app. And then look at the menu. You'll see, you'll see free to play. That's how you get into it. And then you go in, you answer all your questions or whatever. If you're having issues, and I know there have been some people that have had some issues. If you've had issues, send an email to support at yinzcam.com. That's y i n z c a m dot com. Support at yinzcam.com, and uh, that's our tech support. Uh, line they can help you uh, get set up if you're having some issues. Right. But hopefully, if you want to get in, now's the time to get in. Go ahead and answer all your questions. You'll be ready to go for Sunday. That's right. I hope you're listening, Jerry. I got a call from Jerry yesterday. He left a voicemail. I hope you're listening. That's Madeline. No, not that Jerry. Different Jerry. Oh, Jones. Jones. Different. Oh, okay. No, okay. I'll say I'm not going down the line too far. One of the fans. He called. He was oh, trying to get. Home. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. You let me listen to Jerry's. Oh. Yeah, Mayor from West Texas. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Hola. Saludos. All right, I got the Cowboys winning. Is that what we're doing? I mean, you're running the show. Go for it. Wow. We got 10 minutes This is there. a testy show. I, sh- I should have just stayed I, like, upstairs. I kept eating my AG's cupcakes. trying to talk football, and I respect it. I do, too. Because it's Friday. We're facing the Saints. Like, there there are things to talk All about. Right, well, there are things top. that fans want to hear. I wanted to get into game day predictions so we can get that out of the way and then continue with fan questions. Okay. So okay. Let's go. Go ahead. You started, Dave. Uh, it's ironic because all week I'm like, you know, these teams are pretty even, all things being equal. And when all things are equal, you should lean toward the better quarterback, which <laughs> it's Dak Prescott in this game. But Dak Prescott beat Drew Brees last year and Teddy Bridgewater beat Russell Wilson on Sunday. So it's not a hard and fast rule. I'm still going to live by it. I think 
these teams are pretty equal. They both have great running backs. They both have great receivers. Uh, the Saints defense isn't playing great right now, but they're at home. They've got more talent than the stats suggest. I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. Um, I think the Cowboys can hold the Saints to field goals when it matters. I see the Saints having to settle for like two or three field goals. Uh, it won't be pretty for all 60 minutes, but I think the Cowboys will look good on offense. I think they can get to like 27 points. And I think they win 27-23. And you see Maher struggling? Uh, I mean, if he's if I got him scoring 27, then that means he's probably going to kick two field goals. No, he misses uh, an extra point. Uh, that no, he's gonna he's gonna go two of two. They're and they're not. I mean, they'll be like 40 something yarders. Um, what else do I think? I think the game will be in doubt down to the end. Like the Dallas defense will make a stop or something like that. But it'll be stressful. But I do think the Cowboys will win. Our hands will be sweating. Yeah. At least mine will. I don't know. It sounds like there's there's going to be a, It'll be pretty a, cold. A breezy. I don't think there'll be any sweat. Once we're down on the field, though. Oh, oh yeah. Down there. Towards yeah. the end of the yeah. game. Yeah. Um, I've got the Cowboys winning. I mean, I, I've kind of gone back and forth a little bit, but then my, my thought all along is just, you know, they haven't shown me anything yet to suggest that not to pick them. Um, yeah, they're going to play better teams, but I still think that they're, they're going to be better here. I agree with the quarterback. I think that they're gonna to have to make Bridgewater play, be more uncomfortable than last week, and I've got uh, the offense, you know, staying in that that thirty point range. Uh, I got him with thirty points, so I'm gonna say Cowboys thirty to twenty over the Saints. Little, not super comfortable, but not a two score game. Thirty twenty. All right, that's close to where I was thinking. Um, I actually think that the final score will look a lot less like the game. I think it'll be a close game throughout most of the game. I think the Cowboys will pull away at the end, though. I think Ultimately, I think that this team, I think the Saints, what we saw last week, I think um, what we're going to find is that uh, their offense is not, they can't score at the pace that the Cowboys can, and I think the Cowboys will do a good job of not giving away turnovers, uh, not allowing those scores that come from special teams, those extra things that can sometimes, uh, they got in the way of, of Seattle last week. So I think that at the end of the day, New Orleans only get, ends up scoring 17, but I think the Cowboys keep keep scoring significant amount of points like they've done in the first three games. I think the final score is 34 17. Oh, wow. Um, I think at the, in the fourth quarter, Cowboys blow the roof off this thing, and it's it's a Cowboys. Mm. It seems like a Cowboys blowout, and everybody will be looking mm-hmm. at it. And, and afterwards, as revisionist history usually goes, afterwards everybody will say, well, we should have seen this coming because that offense just isn't the same without Drew If Reed. it's a 60-minute, I don't care. If it's a 60-minute game, it doesn't, I mean, if you win by three scores against a roster this talented on in their place, that's really impressive. Well, we just finished saying it's going to be a 50-50 split. So. Oh, my God. That's, I mean, that would be, I think I said that about the Washington game, and they yeah. kind of did it. Like, they won by 10. It, you know, the, the, the end of the game kind of detracted from it a little bit, but, like, you go on the road and beat a team this talented, even without their quarterback, by 17 points. That would be very, very impressive. Yep. I think I think it's going to be close early. There, there probably is going to be a point in the game when the Cowboys aren't winning. I just think when it's all said and done, I think it's going to start feeling like a shootout. And what's going to happen is Cowboys are going to keep scoring and New Orleans won't. And I think it'll be a at the end of the game, you it'll know, be a blowout. I don't agree with your expectations here, but... 
there's been like two games that you've Just been saying, pretty close been with pretty it. But good this year. I, eh, but this time this around, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, know. That's... We've all been pretty good this year. Like we've all picked comfortable wins three weeks in a row. I no, mean, I'm talking the score. I was three mm. points off in both the last two games. I was a lot closer the first two weeks. Last week, I kind of slipped. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, um, again, there are some people that are already bought in with the Cowboys and what they're doing right now, and then there are some others that aren't just yet. <laughs> Alex Camacho asks, if the Cowboys are to be the Saints, what do you need to see from their plays to reinforce your belief that they are a top five NFL team? What do I need to, like, something specific, like the plays they run, they're like, I mean... Win by 17. Win by 17 <laughs> and the entire... I mean, again... I don't care if Drew Brees isn't there. If you go in there and win by 17, everybody in the, in America is going to be talking about him on Monday morning. And specifically stopping Camara because uh, the Seahawks could not do that at home. And you know now there's a lot of talk about how he's a, he's not just a gadget player. He's an every down back, and he's the one of the best in the leagues. And everybody who plays fantasy football knows that he's he's one of the top guys. And if they go in there and tackle him, wrap him up, and, and keep him at the same level they had last week, year which was i yeah. believe 36 rushing yards and 36 receiving yards something yep. in that range 3.7 yards yeah. per touch win the game and, and kind of stop their best player yeah I think i'll that would... i'll throw this in like if keep keep doing the things you've been doing against bad teams against a good team so efficiency in the red zone like let's say they get mm -hmm. down there four times score touchdowns three times uh convert third downs at the click you have been which is 40 to 60 percent uh if you're doing hold the opponent hold yeah, the to opponent to, you know yeah. bad third down percentage yeah. if they hold the saints to 20 or less or 24 or less in their house again that's how you get people talking about you being impressive is doing the stuff that looked easy against bad teams against a good team but you know as we talked about before when you talk, start talking about what people are going to say it's a moving target like i said if the cowboys go out and play an excellent game this week i still think there will be people that will say well they did it without Breeze, you know, mm -hmm. and then you go and you play the Packers. Well, they did it without Devontae. Like, there will always be reasons until you get to the game against New England where people will say they'll figure out a reason why, well, maybe they aren't as good as we think they are. Let's just hold and see. And to be honest with you, that's fine. Yeah. I, you're not. This is not a popularity contest. It's not like college where you have to impress in order to rise in the polls. But at the end of the day, you're going to have an opportunity to show it on the field. Life, though, people I, do that. There's people that are like, right. well, yeah, but not right, only, that's what I'm well, saying. That, that that question that it just really like at the end of the day, it's not going to matter what they do. Not only right. no, it, just you're, win. You're right, but like that is it's it's so it's a fun thing about football fandom is like we're in this bubble of like. We don't really deal with people that aren't associated with the Cowboys. You know, we work for the team. We spend our lives surrounded by the team. Like, that matters to people because, like, if the Cowboys look like crap, their cousin's going to call them when the game's over. Or, like, the guy that has the cube next to them is like, big freaking deal. They didn't have Drew Brees. Like, of course you won. And, like, and you don't get the satisfaction out of the win. Like, I get that. Yeah. But for the purposes but of whether. But that's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. Right? For the purposes of whether or not this team's actually any good, none of that matters. Right. But. Again, it's the trends. Like, are you converting third downs? Are you converting in the red zone? Are you limiting the run? Um, you know, there's a what like the Cowboys could win this game twenty to seventeen and look like crap doing so, and you would be like, ooh, that's problematic. You know, like if they're three of fourteen on third down, but they do just enough to eke out a win. A win's a win, but you're like, oh, maybe this offense isn't what we thought it was. You know what I mean? So it, it just depends on what happens. But those are the guidelines I'm looking for. Yep.
Now, what would you say is the Cowboys' weakest link, weakest area, both? It could be either on offense or defense going up against the Saints mm. this weekend. The area where they I want to see or you expect them to struggle the most. I don't expect them to struggle, but I mean, I have a close eye on the linebackers. We talked about it all week. There's, you know, people are debating whether or not Jalen's, you know, any good or whatever. And Leighton Vander Esch hasn't been bad, but he hasn't played like an all pro. And this is going to be a test like they're playing a guy that will test them. So that's what I'm watching. I think. For me, the receivers, uh, they got to get open. And, you know, they, they did in the second half, but they struggled in the first half to get open. And, and Dak had time. I don't think he'll have as much time as he did in that game. And the receipt, and I think the cornerbacks in, in the secondary is better for the Saints. So these guys, without Gallup, they've got to get open. And I think that, that'll be the key there. I will say, and it, it's similar to what Dave was saying, but I'll take it a little bit farther. It's really the rush defense for me uh, because when this team over the last two years, over the last season and the beginning of this season – when you've seen any chink in their armor, it typically has revolved around them not being able to stop the run. Um, and they've lost some games against good teams for not being able to stop the run. So I want to see this week when you have a Kamara who is the primary running back. Last year he was, he was a guy that was split in carries. He's the primary guy now. With him being the primary guy, can you consistently stop him throughout the game, uh, around the outside, up the middle, all the different things he does? Can you stop him? And and that to me is about that whole front seven. Can they can they do a good a, jo- a good enough job uh, to be able to bottle him up and not let him uh, break tackles and and turn what would be small gains into much bigger gains? Now, just to finish up, I know we've talked and you've given the scouting report on the Saints and all that. Um, I see someone asking who offensively outside of Kamara. Camara, whatever, or and Thomas pose the biggest threat for the Cowboys. Wait, you're saying a Saints offensive player? Other than Camara, other and than those Thomas. two guys. Hmm. I think Ted Paul. Ginn. I mean, Ted Ginn is he can one. Run. He can run and he can fly by you, Ted Ginn. Traquan Smith is better than this show has given him credit for. I mean, and that's is he gonna play. I think he's, he's he was yeah. he missed practice the first that two be, days. I don't know what he did today. That's well, yeah. That's I don't know what he did yesterday. I, I think I'm pretty that's, sure he missed two days already. They keep getting breaks then, which in yeah. that case I would probably again. Yeah, I mean you could say Jared Cook, but I was again, gonna say what well, about the tight end. What I was gonna say about Traquan Smith is I don't. If Drew Brees is there, I feel a lot worse about it. I don't. I don't necessarily trust Teddy Bridgewater to make that happen, and I kind of feel the same way about Jared Cook. Hmm. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I think he caught one ball for seven yards against Seattle, and I know they really tamped down their game plan, but still. But that's the the only reason I would say maybe Jared Cook is because, again, for for a lot of quarterbacks, the tight end represents what is the easiest throw, um, the easiest identification of an open guy, um, and so if you get in that kind of situation, well, maybe this creates some opportunities where he and Bridgewater start connecting a little bit more. They're obviously practicing together. I mean, you don't get snaps when you're the backup quarterback. Since Jared Cook's first game against the Cowboys since you know since what? Since he made that big, big catch. He ain't doing that with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm sorry. But right. Teddy's not making that throw. I'm, I don't I think. I don't just, think. Maybe, saying. maybe. I don't think. Well, uh, we have to say bye. Yeah, bye. We'll time for us to get off. How about handle, handle Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and if and somebody you, else yeah. finds a way to beat you, then that's just bad luck. I, I think we'll be okay. All right, so. well, there you go. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. For Derek Eagleton, Nikki Min, David Hellman, and Member Garcia, this has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com. Radio.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?